Welcome to the ProCom Podcast, hosted by Paul Vogels, with expert guest interviews, case study reviews, and insightful discussion topics. The ProCom Podcast leads the Project Controls conversation. Good morning, uh, Jan. Good morning, uh, listeners. Uh, an early uh, podcast recording here at the ProCon studio, um, leading the project controls uh, conversation. Uh, today, we have a new use case and a very special one. Uh, as a Dutch uh, citizen, we are very proud of the project. Uh, uh, Jan van der Marel, project director of the nuclear Palace reactor. Um, we're going to tell you more about what this actually is going to do eh, because they are still in the finalization of the design phase. Um, uh, Jan, we always have very clever people and you are no exception uh, to this. Master in physics and a master a couple of years later in business energy system. Um, why did you trans uh, transform from general physics sorry for him with all the general physics to a specific energy system is it is the passion of yours or what's the uh, what's the idea about that uh yeah you can say that uh, it's a passion indeed uh, first uh, thank thanks uh, uh, for having me here uh, paul it's uh, it's very uh, very good to be here in this uh, in this nice place um yeah i've been interested in in physics uh, all my life studied physics and also the uh, let's say the, in, in the end the the nuclear aspects uh, yeah. of it uh, the first years of my career uh, i also worked in a, in a nucle on nuclear uh, projects uh, on the um, the 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 installations that were then running in the Netherlands, yeah. Dodewaard and Borsel. Borsel is still running in Dodewaard, uh, not not anymore. Yeah. Uh, also worked in Germany for a year uh, in in nuclear projects, and then went more into the uh, the energy uh, energy systems and the energy business. Yeah. Uh, both consultancy as well as uh, project management. And I was uh, uh, really delighted to uh, to have the opportunity some five years ago to uh, to work for the Palace project. Yeah. In short, eh, if we talk, I always say to my uh, to my colleagues and my friends, I say we we are building the palace reactor, we are building the nuclear reactor in the Netherlands. Can you tell me a little bit more about the new palace reactor you uh, you are responsible for? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, I think the best way to do that is to tell you first a bit about the current reactor that's in the in standing in the dunes of Patton. Yep. Uh, the the HFR, the high flux reactor. Uh, it was starting operating in i think it was 61 so really quite a while ago yeah it's been used for all kind of uh, research and um, uh, development uh, work yeah and over the last years last 20 years actually it grew to the uh, the, the dominant supplier of medical isotopes worldwide yeah uh, so at this moment some 30 percent a bit more even of all isotopes that are used in medical uh, applications yeah. around the world are coming from the uh, the PETA reactor. Yeah. Uh, so it's not the energy nuclear reactor, right. but it's yeah. a medical nuclear reactor. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. building medical isotopes for, I think, X-rays and uh, uh, tumor uh, radiation. That's that, that's true. Okay. So that's okay. really good to understand. It's not the 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 the, 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 the typical nuclear reactor yeah. people are aware of to produce electricity, but yeah. this is really to uh, to do research, but mostly to produce uh, medical isotopes. Yeah. Uh, it's all because of that. It's a completely different type of uh, of reactor uh, okay. uh, as well, and also the risks related. It's still nuclear. It's still in that sense a risky uh, business, uh, a risky process that yeah. you need to control uh, very well. Uh, but it's not comparable to the um, uh, the power reactors, okay? Because pressure and temperature inside the installation are are way lower. Yeah. 
Um, but as I said, uh, the HFR is running since the 60s and is really reaching end of uh, end of life. Yeah. Uh, and we want to keep this, uh, this this dominant position in the Netherlands to produce these isotopes. Yeah. And also at this moment, there's really a huge increase in the development of new isotopes okay. that are really uh, used to, you mentioned already, to uh, to treat uh, uh, to treat cancer patients. So uh, traditionally, it was mostly used for diagnostics, but now the, the, the transformation is really to isotopes that are used for therapeutic, uh, uh, therapeutic uh, okay. Uh, okay. reasons. Yeah, and uh, 96 years a while ago, uh, uh, did, the, did the technique around nuclear reactor... Uh, uh, around the nuclear production of isotopes change a lot or, or is it is it the technology around it or is it still the same principle? The, the physical principle, of course, is the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hasn't changed. No. Nope. Uh, uh, that hasn't changed. But you do see that the uh, technology around it, uh, of course, has uh, has changed a lot. Yep. Um, and in terms of uh, safety and safety systems, so the HFR has been developing that. It's it's still uh, a very high uh, safety uh, safety standard. Yep. But now you have the chance to build a complete new reactor. Of course, things uh, you do things uh, differently. Yep. Yeah. And who has that idea? Because you said huh, the Netherlands wants to keep their dominant position in this market. Um, is there a reason why the Dutch are so dominant in this or is it just by accident we got this? I, I think historically it's uh, it's by accident uh, that we uh, that we are in this, uh, in this situation. Um, I think it's important to realize that it's not just a, a reactor. The supply chain of all the isotopes is very, uh, very important. Yeah. You can imagine uh, radioactive isotopes, well, a little bit of physics. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, you don't just mill them. Uh, it, it, it decays. Yeah. Uh, so it, the, radio the, the, the activity of the project goes down uh, over time, yeah. depending on the, um, uh, uh, yeah, the isotope that goes faster or, or, or less fast. But typically, yeah. the supply chain to make sure that the isotopes are really quickly with the isotopes and uh, with the hospitals and inside the patients is yep. very, very important. Okay. Um, and you also see that there are a lot, number of companies around the reactor that, mm -hmm. that have a, a close connection to the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry okay. and that can provide that quick supply chain. So it's not just that you can put this reactor anywhere. Yep. The position uh, there is is, yep. is counting a lot. Yeah. And in the Europe, we have a lot of uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies who, who have yeah. uh, in, in Germany, in the Netherlands, in, in Belgium, etc. Yeah. And that's that's why the why the environment for this reactor is very, very, very good in the Netherlands. Good supply chain, good transportation means, um, yeah. uh, etc. Yeah. Okay. But then uh, I think the palace reactor uh, uh, initiative started early 2000, 2003. I think the uh, the actual start of the f it's a foundation yeah. at the uh, at the end. Yeah. Um, who comes up with such an idea? Do you know that? Yeah, it's the original uh, company operating the HFR who initiated the idea to yeah because of the aging of the HFR yeah. to uh, uh, yeah to initiate the project to replace that uh, reactor. So that yeah. has been developed. Uh, 2003 onwards uh, until t 2010 somewhere. Yep. And then the decision was made by the government actually, uh, two decisions. First of all, uh, they said it's better to take it separate from the energy uh, organization yep. because of uh, all kind of historical liabilities in that, uh, uh, in that organization. Yep. Uh, because it's a very demanding and very big project very difficult to handle for that organization. Yep. And also they want to uh, take it apart or, or take it apart from the, uh, the, the, the running organization uh, because the ambition of uh, private financing to have okay. this reactor privately financed. And then it's better to 
to build a separate organization. Yep. So from 2000, end of 2013, beginning of 2014, the, the Palace Foundation uh, yep. was uh, erected. And then it started as a, uh, a dedicated uh, independent organization, you could say. Yep. Yeah. And you have joined Palace five years ago. In what phase was uh, you are the project director? Huh? So you're overall responsible for the project execution. Huh? It's yeah. a project it's a program at the end yeah. um what stage was the um was the project at that uh, at that time yeah so the project was two three years uh, in development yep. and the organization has grown from a few individuals to uh some 25 30 people at that uh, that time yeah um, and some uh, uh main suppliers around the organization has been uh, uh have been uh, contracted yep so that's the owner's engineer that was then part of the team uh, uh and, uh, and, and a party that's supporting us in the licensing process yep also people that support us in setting up the project and the project controls yep. Uh, as as joined uh, the, the, the we have contracted yeah and we were then in the phase of uh, a contract in the main contract for the nuclear uh, installation the the engineering as well of the uh, uh, yeah, the erection the, yeah. the realization of the nuclear installation yeah. yeah and and from a from a design or requirements perspective the draft was there from a requirements perspective because is it is it very were the requirements very clear? Huh? We have this right now in pattern and we want the same or bigger or, or different technology, same principle. What what was the status of the requirements that uh, that phase? The requirements were clear but functional. Uh, so a, a rather high level, yeah. uh, you could say. Yeah. So really in terms of uh, amount of output and, and quality uh, of output. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, requirements around safety. Um, and at the, at the same time, also the business case was developed. So these were all the time basically linked yep. uh, to make sure that, uh, well, the, 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 the business case and, and the production capability of the reactor were, uh, were in sync. Yeah, I want to talk about the business case uh, because it changed and I, I've reviewed the uh, webinar about the market consultation and uh, you're actually going to the market to to get contractors on board who who, uh, who lay the bricks and the foundations and, and, and actually uh, it's it's coming yeah. out of the paper into the real world. Um, hey, you're going to the market. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit later. Um, uh, the chains of public Found, uh, private fi uh, financing to public financing has been made or yeah. uh, should have been made uh, last uh, last couple of months. Uh, uh, also, I think, but correct me if I'm wrong, due to the the status where the cabinet is in the Netherlands right now, because they need to make uh, a decision right now, and they. Uh, um, and I heard Ronnie from the webinar talk about it. You need to make the decision early next year uh, to finalize this, and we're going for public money this this changes a lot in the project i assume yeah. um one very important thing i i captured from your um uh, from your status report and eh, we are here at the procom podcast he said project controls eh? so five years ago jan van der came on board project director of palace it's such a big project eh? you started 2003 i think it it should be commissioned early 2030 uh, if i'm uh, correct it's a program of almost 30 years how do you start? Hey, where where do you where do you start on your schedule, for example, or your planning? Hey, I've, I've watched the V model. Hey, we are very enthusiastic about V model uh, ourselves. Where do you start on a project? 
this size? Uh, a lot of questions at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Where, where do I start? Um, well, I think it's good to realize that there was a reset of the project around 2013-14. So that's basically the new start of the of the, of the project, you could say. Mm. When I joined, in and what do you mean with the reset? Yeah, well. Uh, like I said earlier, it was first developed within NRG, and yeah. then it really uh, was reinitiated, you yeah, could say, okay. as a uh, initiative also to find the private financing. Yeah. And at that time, also the requirements and the business requirements were made much more clear and yeah. were, made, were, were much more aligned with each other. So that was, we started basically from scratch uh, with the, the Palace organization in 2013-14. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, when I joined in, in uh, 2016, we were in the process of hiring this, this uh, uh, consortium for the engineering and the realization. Yeah. Um, and at that time, uh, the, there was at our side a small, uh, small project organization and well, like I always say, the, the development phase, especially when it's heavy in licensing, yep. is close to impossible to, uh, uh, to schedule. Yep. Um, these are so, especially the licensing process, are so complicated uh, to, uh, uh, to really oversee, to see, oversee all the links, to uh, oversee all the durations of the, the legal, uh, uh, um, yep. legal periods in that licensing. So but the licensing schedule was actually the main uh, uh, the main structure in the beginning yeah and we tried to is that the, is that the hardest part because eh, if I look at a nuclear reactor I think well fi the physics is very difficult uh, you probably think different yeah. on that but yeah. are you saying the licensing module actually uh, develops the pace of this project because that's so difficult that's 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 indeed my uh, my experience, okay. uh, that especially in the, in the in the development phase. I've said many times uh, many times physics is easy; it's very predictable. But uh, yeah. uh, and that's that's also true for even for designing a nuclear uh, a nuclear reactor. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's so many authorities uh, that need to be involved, so many stakeholders that need to be involved there. I I found out I learned so much about uh, all kind of. Uh, um, uh, license structures and sequences to uh, okay. to obtain license and how they interact with each other. Yeah. So uh, you could say that the most learning experience over the last five yeah. years has probably the, yeah. probably be the yeah. uh, the licensing. Yeah. Uh, the licensing you, you better process. could have a legal degree than a master degree in uh, physics uh, to uh, to, run, to run a project <laughs> like uh, like this. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. are you yeah. talking to the Dutch government, European government? Uh, I think there's a there's an international nuclear government, not government, but regulatory uh, uh, body. Um, how many different stakeholders approximately are there? How many different lines? Because maybe not everybody knows where Patton is. Patton is 50 kilometers, 60 maybe, uh, north of Amsterdam. Yeah. It's in the middle of nature. It's in the dunes. There's a nature. The, the tulip fields are. You can yeah. see them uh, on, the, on the air. Why there or why... Why are you making it so complex? Go to somewhere very remote uh, where there are no dunes, where there's concrete. Uh, <laughs> does yeah. that make it very complex, more complex? That, that adds to the complexity. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, the, uh, the, nuclear, uh, the nuclear environment. So yep. there's a dedicated uh, a regulatory body okay. for obtaining the nuclear licenses yep. in the Netherlands. Uh, it's not that we need to involve European or okay. uh, international uh, uh, authorities there. Mm -hmm. It's more that they... Uh, the international authorities like the EIA, they set also a requirements environment, which, yep. which is then um, uh, also applied by the Dutch uh, regulator, but okay. it's, it's actually one regulator. Yep. Um, and funny enough, uh, 
that's not the most complicated process, the nuclear proce- uh, license process. So the, the conventional license process with uh, nature uh, licenses, you mentioned, indeed, we're in the middle of uh, uh, the nature area in, in the dunes. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's not been my decision. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in the 50s already, I think this area was dedicated for, yeah. uh, uh, for this, this research uh, in, in energy and, yeah. and, and nuclear. And you see, I mentioned supply chain and the supply chain is really a supply chain of ours uh, often in the, in, the, in the isotope. So that's why it's very uh, important to be on that site and to yeah. have the, the reactor there. Yeah. Uh, is but it, it close to the airport or close to, to it's big close fields? It's facilities that uh, uh, take the next step in the in the processing of the isotope. So okay. out of the reactor, there comes irradiated material. Yeah. And then first you go through a chemical uh, process to make a solution uh, in which the isotopes are uh, uh, yeah, in, 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 a, in a liquid uh, environment. And, yeah. and then uh, the, 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 the step after that is really going into the, the pharmaceutical. But these facilities uh, to... To do that step yeah, are, are, okay. at that, um, are at that site. Yeah. So that's why uh, it's very important to be there. Yeah. And indeed, this uh, adds to complexity. Um, but I'm not so sure if that's really making a big difference. I think it's generally in the Netherlands to obtain uh, uh, the licenses for this type of... Even if you want to shed <laughs> in the back of your garden, you're, yeah, you're six months ahead, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. so, but, so, but you try yeah. to lay out those licenses yeah. Yeah, and there's a sequence in there, yeah, you say. Yeah. Yeah, first, this one, and et cetera, et cetera. Is that the level one schedule you are trying to accomplish from 2030 if somebody cuts yeah. the ribbon now we are open yeah. all the way back to to start of the first license yeah we are we had from the beginning i would say three more or less parallel uh, critical paths uh, so okay. one is related to the licenses yep. uh, one related to uh, uh, to the design uh, of the reactor and one related to uh, obtaining the uh, the area to uh, to construct yep. because when we started uh, there were still old facilities uh, that need to be demolitioned uh, at the uh, uh, at, at the energy and health campus yep. uh, so that was also uh, a critical path to make sure that the area is, yep. is timely available to uh, to start construction yep. uh, there um, and we've maintained those uh, in parallel over time. Okay. Like I said, the 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 licensing has has turned out to be a uh, <laughs> a difficult one related to uh, uh, decision making, and you you already referred to uh, the situation where we are in now. So we need to uh, uh, yeah have a, have a, a next uh, decision from the Dutch government to yep. proceed with the with the project. A lot has happened over the last uh, year. So one of the things is indeed that the private financing has now. Well, the minds have changed uh, on that yep. for, for several reasons. Um, uh, it's, it's a long story, but anyway, uh, where we are now is that uh, uh, we need to um, more or less tender again certain parts of the work. So the consortium yep. that was there f- to, to design and, yep. and, and, and construct the reactor um, has uh, fallen apart end of last year. So yep. the, the construction company left that uh, consortium. So we still have the, uh, the designer company there. Yep. But especially for the nuclear, uh, no, sorry, for the, the civil construction works and for the conventional systems, uh, we are looking for uh, contractors. We started the market consultation yep. to uh, to obtain those uh, those contractors. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a throwback when you when you switched from private money to public money? Because uh, with public money comes public compliance, hey, European tendering yeah, rules, yeah. etc. Yeah, private money is well, it's also difficult to get, but uh, you just need the guy with a big 
<laughs> with yeah, yeah, bag yeah. of money and say, okay, I want to do this for you and yeah. probably we'll have this for you again. And it's, it's a little bit easier one-on-one -on -one to get the financing. Did, did you have a throwback in your in your licensing, in your tendering procedures, et cetera? Had it, yeah. uh, was that a setback for you? Uh, we, we have a throwback. I think we are, you could say we are now this year basically in the middle of uh, uh, well, restructuring uh, the project. So yep. end of last year, uh, the consortium uh, fell apart. That has... Uh, a number of consequences. Firstly, private financing became uh, very difficult. Yep. Secondly, uh, we need to rethink how we uh, can yeah, obtain the parties that need to uh, uh, that that, that yep. can realize the reactor. And and thirdly, it's very important that we also in a new structure have to define a new organization. So previously we were set to uh, to manage one main contractor yep. and we had the organization in place to do that and now we're facing the situation that we will manage uh, a, a number of contractors five or six different uh, contractors yep. which also puts a uh, very different requirements on our organization yep. so we're also restructuring our organization and our project controls as well to uh, to do that yeah i think from a project controls perspective let's 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 zoom in on that Switching from one contractor to several contractors makes you responsible for interface management. Is that one of the? Is that where the complexity comes? For example, eh, from from one connection between eh, contractor A and Palace into contractor A to to E internally and to Palace is the interface management because I think eh, I it mentioned a couple of times in the um, uh, in the uh, in the market consultation as well that you don't have all the interfaces clear yet because, well, there was only one interface and now there are uh, uh, five, five times four is 20 at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to go further <laughs> in your mathematical, uh, it, it becomes even yeah. more complex. Yeah. Is that, that has to be built up from ground. To a certain extent, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, well, and then uh, you say five times, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> five times five, but uh, you could also say that are different type of, of interfaces yeah. between the contracts, uh, of course. So the yeah. design interfaces, yeah. there we still have the designer party, so they will they will oversee the full design and do the design yeah. integration. That's the Argentinian company yeah. uh, who already builds, uh, because I don't, I don't know, but I don't think there are 20 uh, designer companies for a nuclear reactor or... or is no, there, there are only a few, yeah. especially for this type of reactors. Yeah, there, okay. there are uh, three or four worldwide uh, yeah, who can do okay. that. And one of them is uh, uh, ICOS. ICOS is the consortium name, but uh, INVAP is the, yeah. uh, the Argentine uh, party uh, behind that. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the parties that, uh, that can do that. And they will uh, do the design integration also going, going forward. Yep. Um, and but schedule uh, integration, for instance, that's more our uh, position yep. uh, to do. Uh, then you have, of course, later on at site integration of all the contractors working there. Yep. Uh, that's also a responsibility that yeah basically ends up with us now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah that's definitely an organization you cannot build up from scratch in only a couple of months. No. Nope. So there we're also looking at professional parties that uh, can support us in doing that. That can basically. Uh, put down in a relatively short time a, yep. uh, a site management organization. Yep. Um, and then you have the contracting interfaces, of course, that yep. you uh, need to manage. So, and, and especially on the, the project schedule interfaces, as well as the contract info, info, uh, integration, there we need to uh, staff up our organization. Yeah, so it's it's always people, processes, and tools, how we say at the, at the ProCom podcast. So you need to invest more time 
into the processes eh, because there are new processes in in place eh? yeah. project management processes financial progress uh, processes but also i think logistic processes for example it's not a it's not a clean big site where everybody can come in from from all their uh, directions uh, so you eh, you said site management is a very diff uh, very difficult or challenging process um does that give the uh, does it give the organization the new uh, energy to to get all these new things? Because yeah, you're not well, you're not uh, in the flow anymore. You need to break up, reorganize, restructure. What does that with the people? What does that with your project management organization? Are they getting new energy out of it? So we are going to change this, make it in a success success uh, at the end, or is is it? How does such an internal process run it yeah. uh, at Palace? Uh, both are true, uh, actually. So uh, last uh, last year, this time, uh, we were uh, in in the middle of uh, uh, well trying to anticipate a, a start of the project in terms of uh, realization, detail yep. design, and, and construction. Uh, but then the consortium fell apart. We were in a different, uh, difficult situation. Yep. Uh, also, the the government uh, uh, then uh, uh, decided early this year that. We need this year basically to uh, uh, to restructure the process, uh, the project, and to make sure or to demonstrate that we are uh, capable of realizing this project. Um, yep. So we're now really, and you see that in the team, it took a little bit, uh, it took a while, yep. but you see that the really the team is really now uh, getting more and more uh, okay. enthusiastic and seeing the structure of the new pre- project uh, coming alive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the idea is that by the end of this year, we can uh, 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 build a convincing package for a, uh, a decision by the government early next year. Yeah. And then we are in the, in the position to, uh, to continue with yeah. the project. Now you have been out to the market. Eh? People will be tendering. Eh? You're especially looking for local uh, contractors or at least with local knowledge. Eh? It's a European tender, so yeah, I think yeah. anybody can tender. But eh, it, the, yeah. the the situation in Petter makes it a little bit more challenging than I think the example was in the mountains of uh, uh, Australia. Um, uh, early next year, you have new tenders on board. Does that give your project management organization the more into their comfort zone then than, than you're managing something which is more uh, predictable eh? licenses are very unpredictable new governments are very very unpredictable um, does it give it more ease is the uh, is q1 2022 a a relaxed not a relaxing yeah, moment yeah. but but going more in a steady flow moment I, that, that's true you're really really changing the dynamics of the project as a whole so the whole development phase, the political decision making, the yep. licensing make it very unpredictable. Uh, but as soon as you have to go ahead and really need to start uh, with the project, yep. then it becomes production. Yep. Uh, and then you can also not afford to have these uh, uh, this type of uncertainties and with that uh, an unpredictability uh, yep. of the project. Yep. Uh, because at that moment, so many people are running so fast. So then yeah, all hiccups and delays yep. uh, have a big impact. The, the uh, training's well. so moving. Yeah, yeah. so then really uh, uh, the train is moving. And that's, uh, uh, that's a different environment to, uh, uh, to work in. Yeah. yeah. Coming back to, to the project management part a little bit. Um, 
people processes tools. Uh, I've been watching the the the, the market consultation. I've, I've seen a lot of your uh, organization. Uh, I, we know your organization a little uh, a little bit. Um, uh, you talk a lot about uh, it. Was on one of the slides the building information management system is with such complex stakeholders like governments probably uh, um, uh, economic uh, uh, challenges as well. Um, and people from the nature environment are will have an opinion on doing such a thing. Uh, there are local residents probably who have something about that. Is one information package available for you as an organization? Is the building information management including environmental, political decisions, etc., or is it just... Uh, on the building, on the construction, on the on the things which you can measure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have an insight in in yeah, yeah, possible yeah, delays, yeah. for example, from from a governmental uh, decision? Um, well, the, the 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 current information model is really structured about the uh, design information, yep. and but you could also the organizational in the design of the organization yep. as well is in that um, is in that environment. Yeah. That's also very important from a, uh, um, a licensing leg uh, uh, legislation uh, type of, of view. Yep. Uh, the regulator also wants to see that you have the capable organization to uh, to have such a, uh, yep. a nuclear license. So also the, the the organizational baseline, how we call it, is an is an important aspect in that. Okay. Um, so and and the building information model is really the center of all the information that we use to uh, to make sure that all the contractors and basically everyone on the project has access access to the uh, the latest and most up to date uh, information. Yep. Um, and in the next phase, especially in the next phase, predictability is probably the most important, uh, probably most important aspect. So predictability to contractors, predictability uh, of uh, goods coming uh, at site, predictability of the quality that we produce, predictability of the the whole and witness points that we uh, that that are planned and being able to uh, uh, involve in time the yeah. the, the, the right uh, parties to do the quality uh, checks. Yeah. And that's very important. And the building information uh, uh, management system is is crucial in that predictability. Yeah. And can you rely on on lessons learned? I think there are maybe 10, 15 types of the same types of reactors. Yeah. The uh, the regulatory uh, bodies say uh, I need to check the organization as well as the safety, etc. Et you are building a new team, and different. Eh? One of my colleagues is uh, uh, has been working with uh, with you, or is working with you. Um, said we are on a cultural workshop, eh? so there are a lot of cultural um, different cultures in your organization. People eh, who just came into this type of project because eh, there's there's no building a building a house has been done before. Yeah. Building a high flux reactor has been done before, but not as much much as uh, as houses. Who who manages these people? Is that the project director or is there a specific organizational knowledge in your department for this? Because that's, that looks yeah. very, uh, building a new team to do this sounds very challenging. Yeah, yeah. well, I can definitely not do that <laughs> on my own. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, uh, building a team is a team effort for, uh, uh, in the end, the whole team, yeah. and maybe the leaders have a, a, a somewhat different uh, responsibility, in yeah. that, but for sure it's an effort uh, of the whole yeah. team. Um, so is that something you are inventing as you are doing it? 
Not inventing, yeah, but in, in, inventing optimizing. In, 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 the, in, in the sense that building teams uh, is of, oh. all, of all ages, uh, yeah, of yeah. all ages, of course. Uh, but we're also uh, uh, using uh, uh, organizations that support us in okay. that. Uh, so you can imagine that over the last one and a half years, it has been very complicated to travel. So we were working with uh, yeah. many people from abroad, Argentina, for one and a half year, basically through online uh, interaction, yeah. which is, uh, it's great that it's possible <laughs> yeah. and that, that, yeah. it, that it works. Yeah. But of course, uh, you need to be together as well uh, yeah. uh, sometimes. So over the last three, four weeks, there were some 40 people from Argentina finally be able to come yeah. to the Netherlands. Uh, so we also had a lot of these these type of team building, cultural sessi- yeah. sessions, okay. really discussing with each other what are the challenges uh, going ahead, how do we organize the teams, how do the teams cooperate uh, with each other, what do we expect uh, from each yeah. other. And this, that is that is very important to uh, to do that that type of exercise yeah. to really create this team uh, this team spirit. Yeah. yeah, and that's hard to do that through Zoom or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you can do some, but uh, not not to the level that you can do it uh, face to face. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very happy you're yeah. here yeah. Uh, physically. Yeah. Okay, so next year the first the first bricks are going uh, going in. Um, what's the anticipated uh, runtime execution phase uh, for the for the project? Uh, still, still quite a while uh, to go. <laughs> yeah, you started the story 2003, and I yeah. think you mentioned 2030 uh, yeah. Uh, already. Yeah. That's indeed the, the, the horizon uh, we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, so next year we can start with uh, site preparation and and access roads and fencing of the area, and then yeah. the, the real construction works uh, can start uh, somewhat some sometime a year later or so. Okay. Um, you mentioned uh, the dune, so we have to build a uh, a 20 meter deep construction pit with the foundation. Uh, in it first and yeah. then from there on we can build the whole the whole installation so construction time is is about three four years so then we are we are at 2026 seven yeah and then it's about uh, uh, two years of commissioning and phasing the 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 production from the hfr the current hfr yeah. to the palace reactor and then we are around 2030 uh, uh, when we are uh, when yeah. we are there yeah yeah and then Another 60 years, or what's the anticipated runtime for um, for this life cycle? What was <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you need to think about. Uh, yeah. You typically build these installations for that type of uh, of, of yeah. horizon. Also so to get return on investment f- in your course. business case, yeah. because it's yeah. uh, it's quite an intensive yeah. <laughs> cost uh, <laughs> uh, involved uh, yeah. on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after, and I, and I know Herman also discussed this uh, last week on the uh, on the market consultation. Then the owner of the current pattern organization, the current uh, high flux reactor, uh, uh, well, needs to d- make a decision on what he's doing with that uh, that part. Yeah. How do you, is there an interface, maybe not a question, is there an interface between the current reactor and the new one? Because, well, it needs to be operationable for, well, at least 10 years before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe even more before the first, uh, the first capsule comes out of the, uh, the uh, reactor. Yeah. Is there, is there, is there an interface or are you learning from from that team for example definitely yeah 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 there there are many interfaces uh, first of all the uh, the plot where we built of course which yep. is at the energy and health campus uh, so very close to the existing reactor and very close to existing nuclear facility which yep. is uh, definitely a challenge there are many interfaces in terms of knowledge operational knowledge uh, uh, of the reactor which we 
try to uh, uh, also absorb in our organization yep. because it helps a lot to define the, uh, the design of the new uh, palace reactor, yep. of course. Okay. Um, there are many organizational interfaces. Uh, there are not so many, let's say, really hard technical interfaces, a few in terms of the transport of the, uh, uh, of the isotopes. Yep. Uh, but on other areas, there are many, many uh, uh, interfaces. And that's also why we are now uh, really taking the steps to become one organization together with NRG, the operator of the uh, HFR, so that also yep. the organizations are uh, uh, largely integrated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you are taking over their clients at the end, huh? so not their yeah. their production, but their clients, and they need the production site, and and then the new palace reactor is the and the main production site for uh, for those people. Yeah. They only have to move three hundred meters <laughs> with their yeah. with their friend. Yeah, the commercial interface is a very important one. I think we're we're now about the time that new contracts will be um, uh, with clients will be uh, um, yeah, become in place that yeah. go over the horizon of the HFR and go into the uh, operational lifeline of the palace reactor. So yeah. the because a typical the contract, is that long? It's about, it can, can be about 10 years. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, uh, that's starting to happen. Yeah. So you yeah. also need to think, uh, so in your schedule, there's also the, uh, the operation and operational part you need to think about because uh, you uh, you are going to sign a contract with somebody who says okay yeah. the first eight years comes out of the energy and the other two are coming out of your new reactor and there is a hard deadline that uh, that you're open for business in that case yeah. that you are capable of of handling all those uh, uh, equipments etc etc is is that a separate organization because uh, the, the definition of a project is yeah. it has a start it has a finish yeah. At some time, you are re you're completely finished with the project, yeah. uh, lessons learned, etc. Um, but at the meantime, you need to build the operational. Are there already operational people in a new organization ready? Yeah, so the beginning uh, of that organization is there. So that's why we also say we have the Palace program. Yeah. And below the Palace program is the reactor project, which yeah. is my responsibility. But there's also a operational readiness project. So that's basically a project that need to build the whole uh, uh, operational organization. So by the time the asset is ready to be run, that indeed there is an, a capable organization to do that, yep. which is also a uh, uh, quite a challenge uh, to uh, to train nuclear operators uh, and to make yep. sure that they have the right qualifications. Yeah, there's no book. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, no, it's not an easy thing. And next to that, uh, we also have what we call the Nuclear Health Center uh, project, which is a new facility that is doing what I described earlier, the next step in the processing. So take irradiated uh, samples and produce out of that a, a solution with uh, um, the isotope uh, dissolved, but then for other type of isotopes that are currently not uh, uh, not yet at the site. Okay. And that's, that's also a, a dedicated project under the PALAS program. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does the operational um, organization have a say in your requirements? What we in, in engineering, you sometimes see that the maintenance people have a say in the engineering. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if they engineer it different, it's easier to maintain. Mm -hmm. Does it apply to, to your organization as well? Does, do, do the operational guys and girls have something to say or have, a, have an opinion on what you're building to say, well, why don't you do it like this? Or yeah, we, we try to use that, uh, uh, that knowledge in the, yep. in the, in the organization uh, as good as we can. Um, and then 
it's really the, the requirements to operate. So dedicated to, for instance, handling of uh, a radioactive waste. Which yep. They have a lot of experience within the, uh, the energy organization. Yep. And we design the systems to do that together uh, with these operators or handling uh, radioactive uh, targets in hot cells. And there also we look at their capabilities. Yep. Uh, they have with energy a lot of experience in what we call the irradiation rig so these are really uh, dedicated instruments you can say that that hold the samples that go in the in the reactor for yep. irradiation and that we design uh, together with them uh, so uh, maybe not so much the let's say the, the big hardware but really the dedicated systems yep. uh, we, we evolve the uh, which is specific for to yeah. 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 yeah yeah does that i know a little bit about physics does it is it so different to handle nuclear stuff on terms of uh, a temperature or is the iteration damaging things? What's, what's the difficult from, from hardware the perspective? The difficult is in the end the, the radioactivity, the radioactive radiation that, that comes from it. So yep. uh, if you can, most of the targets are around grams uh, when they come in for yep. the radiation yep. and the tons when they go out because okay. of the shielding uh, around it. So you can imagine the, the, the logistic process if uh, well things come in and you can carry a box with a lot of these uh, yeah. targets, but when they're irradiated, they really have to go to hot cell operations and go into uh, heavy containers uh, uh, of yeah, sometimes tons uh, yeah. indeed that needs to be then logistically moved through the buildings and uh, out of the facility. And uh, you can imagine that the whole security around the facility is also a very important aspect, which also makes the, the logistics even more complicated. Yep. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and security on, on safety. Yeah, I think you have a, a, a site who is capable of handling a plane crash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. also next to the, to the yeah. airport. Uh, but also from a or safety or security or... or um, um, you don't want somebody to 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 run out yeah. with a box of uh, <laughs> irradiated uh, 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 things. Yeah. Um, I've been in Urenko where they do the uranium. I've been there one time. Uh, it took me like an hour to get him just to have a meeting. Uh, I can assume it's different when you actually need to work there day in day out from a safety point of view. It's it's different uh, indeed, but you still need to go uh, basically to the same uh, uh, scans and checks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to make sure that uh, there are no uh, threats from outside that yeah. uh, can have an impact on what's happening uh, happening inside. Yeah. You never want to be in the news, of course, that, that these type of things uh, happen. happen. So no. uh, there are a lot of measures, uh, visible and invisible, uh, that, yeah. uh, that should prevent that. Yeah. yeah. One thing which triggered my mind last, uh, last week when I was preparing is um, the Palace Reactor wants to be um, capable of handling new um, they didn't, didn't say invention, but new type of isotopes. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to prepare for something you don't know? Is it is it a diff, is the difference in the isotope? Is the handling the same, or are you anticipating uh, uh, extensions or replacements of hardware? How can you prepare for something you don't know yet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th there's a lot of flexibility already in the current design. Uh, flexibility. Um, in terms that the design is such that uh, there are quite a few irradiation positions, that's how we, uh, we call them, yep. with different neutral flux levels. In the end, it's the neutral flux that does the, does the job, yep. uh, so to speak. Um, so, and there's a lot of uh, flexibility in maneuvering uh, around this core and also in um, uh, uh, handling the, the irradiated targets uh, that comes out. 
So that flexibility uh, should enable uh, that we are capable uh, to produce this variety of isotopes. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge in the energy organization on all the type of isotopes you, you yeah. can imagine. And we did also uh, a lot of studies to see what the capability of the reactor are as it's designed now yeah. uh, to, pr to produce those, uh, uh, those isotopes. Uh, so we, we know that yeah, whatever the developments are, we are in, in a good position to, uh, to be able to, uh, uh, yeah, to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. because how, how sadly it is, the demand for these isotopes is growing. That's that's what we uh, yeah. what we see, and indeed, uh, you're right. The, the yeah. reason behind that is, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. is is of course a sad reason that a lot of people need to be treated uh, yeah. uh, uh, with it. But on the other hand, if we can con contribute to uh, yeah. to a good treatment of these patients, that's yeah. very rewarding, yeah. of course. Uh, well, you're really yeah. working for a good cause at the yeah. end. But yeah. but uh, yeah. every everybody would once and would like to have you're going out of business very soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And that's the same with yeah. with with ammunition suppliers, etc. Everybody yeah. wants them out of business, but, uh, yeah. but let's control it in a in a safe way. Um, what's the biggest from a from a uh, um, we think project controls as a profession? In your opinion, you have been a project manager. Eh? I've, I've looked at your resume. Everything says project and engineering. Probably in your resume for the last uh, years. What's the biggest? Um, experience or what's the what what if you have to tell one thing from the last five years what's the nicest or the best or the what what beats your heart a little bit faster <laughs> if you're looking at this project because we say a project is a project that's not true but we say a project is a project to manage but something is different in this project what yeah. what what makes the smile on your face yeah it's it's a very unique and very challenging uh project like you said the the cause why we're doing that is of course uh, uh very uh very rewarding that's also what you see in the organization yep. that makes uh, uh the, the hearts of the people uh beat a bit faster yep. uh, if they if they uh see why they do it yep. uh, in the end um and i think the uh the best experience or the, what is is the uh i think but what we're starting to see now the vibe that we're starting to see now with the growing organization with pieces uh seeing that pieces are falling together okay. and that we are uh in 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 an increasingly better shape to to manage this uh the project and that we see that the yeah that the things are falling together yeah and that we uh are, are the confidence is growing that we are indeed going to be this predictable project and predictable yeah. organization as far as you as possible of course there will always be tomorrow there's surprises, a chance yeah <laughs> but then at least you be, need to be predictable yeah. in how you handle those surprises yeah yeah, yeah you are capable of handling those yeah. changes before they become issues for yeah. example yeah. okay Jan, i told you this morning eh, it's it's early it's starting to uh, to get a uh, uh, light uh, outside um Probably we have to come to a moment where I say, well, I want to learn more on how big is the reactor, etc. But but uh, we are already 45 minutes uh, talking. Um, we need to cut this off. We are going to talk about it a little bit later. Maybe when it's opening, I'm going to invite myself back to uh, to do the next uh, episode. Uh, thank you very much for the real insights in how to build a nuclear reactor. Thank you very much for your uh, contribution. 
And uh, listeners, uh, thank you very much for uh, uh, keeping up with us uh, again. Uh, this educational track um, uh, uh, for scheduled on, uh, in two weeks. Um, the software specials are coming still. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Jan van der Marel from the Palace Reactor for the uh, use case uh, for this uh, week. Um, if you want to learn more on project controls, please subscribe to proconpodcast.com. You can listen and watch this uh, episode uh, over there, but also on Spotify, Apple and Google uh, and whatever you uh, you prefer uh, please subscribe please tune in and uh, see you uh, in two weeks thank you very much jan thank you very, very much thank you for, for having me for here being. it was a pleasure yeah. thank you very much thanks for listening to the procom podcast to listen and watch more episodes you can subscribe and access the resources mentioned in this episode by visiting proconpodcast.com we look forward to seeing you on our next episode where we will continue to lead the project controls conversation the Procom podcast and the associated resources is published under copyright to Prima Ned. All rights reserved, no reproduction of this content is permitted.